Ladies and gentlemen, hello, welcome back. Uh, so we're going to talk about, this is, you know, this is another one of my time travel podcasts, but this time I have a special guest. Hello. Hi. My name is Danielle Victoria. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, Danielle Vicky on the slicky okay i don't know what i'm doing sorry but i I usually don't have guests on this podcast so danielle um what what's your favorite things about time travel uh i actually don't have any favorite things about time travel i don't think it's quite possible but i'll be excited to hear what you have to say maybe i'll chime in every now and then Oh, no, no, this, this podcast is going to be all about you, basically. We're going to pick I your... I don't have anything what, to say what about are time your, travel. What are your... Where have you heard about time travel? What, what, when you think about time travel, what does that make you think about? Fictional movie. Like what? Back to the Future. That is so interesting, you know, because, like, the biggest... When you try to look up popular time travel-related um, tags, Back to the Future is the biggest thing that comes up first, which is fascinating. I think that's, like, the main source of modern time travel thought okay so and then back to the future they go they get in the car which speeds up and then creates fire for some reason and then they go they go into the they don't really explain too much of the science on that one but um So, so back to the future. Any other movies pop into your head? Uh, there's this one Disney Channel movie with Tia and Tamara. Or Tamara. Tia and, with Tia and Tamara? Mm-hmm. I think it's called Twins or something like that. They time travel in that? Well, it's kind of like some type of form of time travel that you do see in a lot of like movies where basically one event they do catapults them into like an, a different reality. So at the end of the movie, you see like if they wouldn't have did this, they find out if they wouldn't have done this one thing, then their life wouldn't have turned out the way it is. So mm. they're able to go back, you know, and... What was that one thing? I don't actually remember what it was. It was something about, mm. something about, I don't know, something about their parents or something like that. And so it just, like, made their whole, like, life really weird. And they were trying to get out of this reality. And so, basically, they had to figure out, like, what they did wrong to try to get back to, like, their beginning mm. point. But I think there's, like, the problem with stuff like that is, like, you have kids thinking that stuff like that is actually real. Like, I do wish time travel was, was like, real. Like, I can go back in time and redo stuff. I wish that's, like, one thing that I could do. But, I don't know. I've never really been to... Well, I think that's the whole point of the movie. The whole point of the movie is that, um... You should be grateful the way your life is turning out the best way possible. And sometimes you think you can go back and change this or that. But you don't realize that, you know, that's completely tied to everything else in your life. Some things that you wouldn't have, that, that you maybe take for granted. Or other things, like you don't know what else bad things could happen. You could have got the job you always wanted and then ended up dying two days later. Like, you just don't know at all, and it's like, hey, maybe your life is turning out in the best way possible, which is fascinating, you know, I think about, when I think about time travel, I think that's why time travel is, the way we think about it is just wrong, because we think about going into some sort of 
like our life is like some sort of straight line and then the, if we can go like back to this that's going to change you know or it's not going to change all this other stuff we kind of think about it as like editing a movie like our life is like a movie and then we could like cut this part and cut this part and everything else is going to stay the same and then we can replace this part with this part and then cut out all the bad parts and replace them with Justin Bieber's summer vacations but um it's interesting, you know, it's like more like if you cut this part, it's more like Jenga. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> it's more like Jenga. I think that's probably, if you had to picture, it's like, oh yeah, if you can edit this, but you can't edit, I don't know, something like that. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's still a tower, so it's like, what's the point of taking all these pieces out and moving them? That's just how they are. Whatever you lost, you lost. Whatever you got to keep, you got to keep. If your tower's still standing, then maybe skip the next turn. I don't know. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah. So if you could time travel, what would you do? Um, I'd probably just make just little, like, adjustments. It's not even nothing really big, just, like... I don't know, maybe just make different decisions, or maybe went to a different college, or I would have, like, did this, or did that, or went there, uh, or I could have been, you know, done a lot of Alright guys, if you want to hear more of what you would have done differently, stay tuned to this podcast. We'll be right back. talking about what um, Danielle, my guest, um, would do if she could travel in time. She said she'd go back, make some minor edits, go back in time, maybe choose a different school or something like that. You know, it is so fascinating. So the one, I think one of the only differences between um, the stuff that we do and whether or not we would do it again, because it's like, we, could, we can do most of the stuff that we would go back in time to do, but, you know, I think, as far as we consider the present moment, okay, this is getting interesting to me, the present, you know, because I did a podcast on how to go to the past, and I did one about how to go to the future, but I didn't say how to be present, and I did talk about that a little bit in my last podcast, which is fascinating. So this 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 opened up some good stuff. I'm glad that we did this already. So the present is fascinating because, um, you know, we like... It's a, it changes the way we think about what we're doing. Because when we think about the things that we did in the past, we now also give them the weight of the experience that happened after the action in a certain kind of way. Even though, you know, whenever we do what we do, it's always the present. So we did it in a moment like this. And the things that we're going to do next, um, because they're in the future, we have this way to the, the idea of the future on our brains. And that affects the way in which, we, in, in which we act in the present in one way. And then in another way, we have um, the knowledge of everything that we've done so far. 
and that has its own way of, you know, affecting our decisions. Ooh, so that's, that's really interesting. When I think about why what we do, what we're going to do next is um, somewhat displaced by what we may have previously done or what we could do. Hmm. That's interesting. Do you have any fears about time travel? Uh, no, because I know that it's not possible. So. Okay. No fears about it. I'm pretty um, practical about those types of things. Uh, I don't waste too much of my time thinking about time travel. But I do think it is interesting what you said about um, being in the present moment. Because that's probably one of the hardest things that... I would say maybe 75 to 85 percent of the population at one time in their life is going to struggle with. Uh, I've been through a lot of things, and I I have I struggle with anxiety. And anxiety is it's it's almost like that thing where you're always thinking about what could have happened or what's gonna happen, but you have a hard time placing yourself in right now. And a lot of times, when people have anxiety or depression is they lose a lot of time in their life because they're not actually being present. They're not actually doing what they can do for the day. So, I mean, it's, I mean, anxiety is super real. It's, it's super hard to deal with, but you, you do have to kind of remind yourself, like, if I keep thinking about what might happen, I'm never going to make anything happen right now. So it's a hard thing to deal with. I know there's a lot of people out there who are struggling with that. So I think that has a lot to do with kind of like time travel because it's like more oh, like yeah. in your brain. Like it's like your brain is yes. constantly being attacked about the past or the present, but it's just, I mean, past or the future, but you can't really like deal with, um, you know, what's happening right now. And some people have it really even worse than I do. Like I have it pretty bad, but like mm-hmm. yeah, some I- people can't even they can't get out of bed because they can't they keep thinking something's gonna happen or they're they have like PTSD from something that happened in the past so it's just like you can't go forward or backwards you know you have to kind of stay in the present moment it's like not, there's no way for us to go back I mean you can try exactly. to right your wrongs and you know maybe feel better about something but like specifically going back you just can't and we can't go forward because we don't know tomorrow's not promised. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. The world could end tomorrow. So it's just like, what'd you do today? Yes. That was huge. Should I talk about... Anyway, so... I love that so much. And yes, I think all... Most of the use... The, the real usefulness of thinking about time travel is really thinking about our relationship with time as human beings. And, you know, anxiety is one of those huge ones. I talked about that a little bit in, a, in one before. And um, because it is, you know, time is one of the weirdest things that we have to, that we have to explain um, our relationship with this universe. And um, there's so much stuff attached to it, too. Like, you think about yeah. age. Age. Like, age is related to time. And like, mm-hmm. I, I grew up having, like, a big fear of, like, aging not so much getting old but just like saying oh i'm this age or i'm that age Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because of anything that like 
it was about the people around me and how they were dealing with AIDS. So mm-hmm. I know that, like, if one day I do have a child, I probably won't put, I won't put that out there because I know that, you know, people around me didn't mean to do it, but they were, you know, women, you know, they don't like to be asked their age or this and that, and it creates this weird type of, like, stigma in your head, but that's all about time, too, because you're constantly thinking, like, oh, next year I'm going to be this age, I'm going to be that age, and then five years from now I'm going to be this, and, like, what if I haven't done this by that, and, like, you just, you can really, like, put yourself in, like, a deep, dark hole where you're just, like, in a fetal position in your room. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, I think... This thing of how to be present is giving me so much energy. Like, okay, you even think about presence, right? Why, what do you do when you give someone presence? What you literally do, this is fascinating to me, you go into the dimension of their imagination in some kind of way, and you bring the things out. You say, hey, I know this thing that you liked. It was either from the past or from the future or, or somewhere in your brain area where you had stored it, it was going to stay there, but you say, you know what, not today, for whatever reason, because of today's importance or power, I'm going to reach through these, these, these abilities of displacement through temporal description and thought, or whatever time, however you want to think about it, and I'm going to manifest I'm going to manifest one of the thing. I'm going to make present one of the values that you have stored that is not currently in your three-dimensional space. And I think that is a huge indicator on how a tool that anyone can use to become present. Realizing that your present is not about you, um, is not a macro game of you feeling a hundred percent okay but realizing you can give yourself whatever quantity of presence that you can afford and thinking about that as saying hey okay what is i don't know i i have great many things in my past or in my future that i have these values stored up for one reason or the other it's very important to me and then saying to yourself, of those things, what is one of them? One, one, what is the sliver of it that I can manifest with what I can afford right now? And at the very least, you have your energy. So it's like, I think about this all the time. It's like, if you really, I don't even care if you're a 60-year-old man. If you always wanted to compete bas- in basketball professionally... And you can't think of anything to do. If you always, always, always wanted to have a professional thing to do with basketball, why not take the the the, the next moment to to manifest that a little bit? You think, oh, age, oh, it's too late, oh, um, you know, I'm still not going to be good enough. I don't have time to get good enough. All of those things where you're using time against yourself. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe it's too much for you to afford. Maybe you don't have the confidence. You can't go into that. What's one way in which you can manifest these values that you have that are usually kept out of the present manifest. And, you know, Danielle said it too, making, 
you know, um, you can have all these thoughts that keep you from making in the single, in, in the moment. And I think sometimes we try to attack where we just have to negotiate. And it's like, hey, maybe I can't get it all, but what are the presents? And that's the kind of the gift that you get from going around and shopping for someone else. Because to you, it feels like not that much, you know. It might take you seven hours maximum. This is if you really love somebody. You might shop for seven hours with um, $40 in your hand, right? And it's just $7. And it's just $40. But um, seven hours is a long time. Let's take it down to two. Let's say two hours and $40. And you and it might just be that to you. But the, the gift of it is you translate those two things. You process this thing. You manifest this thing. And why is it surprising? Why is it we wrap it up too? We wrap it up. And why is it surprising for the person to have this moment all of a sudden? Because to them, you know, it gets erased into the magic of it. Because it came out of their mind. It came out of their energy. They were thinking about it. They were going to do it. And then, oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Because to you, it was seven. It was two hours and 40 minutes. But that's because you're not calculating in the love. You designed with love, so you literally shortcutted their time. For what for what was for you two dollars and forty hours might have been for them three two hours and forty dollars. For them might have been three years and and six hundred dollars because that's how the route that they were taking to that thing. And I think we can do that for ourselves. If you get out of the mind state of this isn't for now, or I'm this, or all these things that you allow time to use against you. If you can get out of that mindset and take an incremental, give yourself some presence today, something to manifest this person who you wanted to be or who you want to be. And I think it's also important, as you kind of close out, is, like, for the analogy you're talking about, like, somebody who's, like, 60, they always want to be in the NBA. So think about goals and like you know being realistic probably not going to get an mba at 60 maybe you will but probably not but sometimes a good strategy that you could use that i've learned how to use uh just from dealing with you know different things is you're really trying to manifest a feeling not so much the thing because you can't always get the thing i may want to be the next Oprah or this that I might be able to, to do that or I might not be able to but what are some of the feelings that I would feel as doing that like exactly. what am I chasing after do I want more attention do I want to use my voice as a platform and you have to think about the ways you can do that because everybody's not going to be able to be 60 years old and go to the NBA but you can join a seniors league and you know hoop it out you know what i'm saying be the star mvp you know every season uh, you could spend some time with your grandkids or your kids playing basketball and just doing what you love because if you really love the game then you're really just trying to get that excitement of it or maybe you want some type of fame maybe you should run for some type of office or do something in the community that makes you like a prominent figure or just somebody that other people look up to so mm-hmm. it's not always like we can't always get exactly what we want Mm-hmm. Uh, we can strive, we can put desires you know, out there, but it's more so you have to sit down with yourself and say, I think what Danielle, are the feelings that I would get from Dan- this? Danielle just invented something that's very important, and I don't think I have the terminology for it, but I'm going to listen to this again, and I'm going to understand it more, because what she said right now is super deep. She actually just invented a technology. I'm going to make up a word for it, because I kind of want to grasp it for myself so I can remember it. 
But she basically invented, um, uh, what is it? A metaphorical trans, uh, no, 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 no. A quantum metaphor transformalizer. No. Quantum, quantum equivalent. A quantum equivalent. I think if you can be honest with yourself and sit with yourself and say, and and I love, actually, you know, and I think I do these equations for myself all the time. I say, okay, I'm not going to be able to, whoo, this is really cool because this is the, a synonym for this. I'm not even going to say, actually, because I don't want to get into other people's stuff. But um, a quantum equivalent, think about, all right, yeah, what would be the equivalent right now for me? If you can be honest with yourself emotionally, and if you can't, that's another thing to work on. But be honest with yourself and say, what would be the equivalent of me getting into the NBA at 25? Because a lot of that has to do with hard work. A lot of that has to do with showing up in a place of hard work. And you at that six-year-old age, you showing up in basketball would be far more relevant if you joining the M- the 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 YMCA and mentoring some kids in basketball and playing with them and getting that satisfaction and being seen as a community member and being seen as someone who contributes and figuring a, wa- a a way to that you know if you're continuing to pay your bills while you're doing that that's how you show up and show people a metaphor for success that weaves in basketball and being a role model and and the lifestyle you want and i think quantum equivalents are your hack out of anything say to yourself yes i might not be able to get this x y and z but what is the quantum equivalent don't lock yourself out of the room because you can't enter in the same way you would have entered at a certain time and plus you never even know like if you would want to have entered in that type of way because yeah I mean, a lot you probably of wouldn't have don't you know i mean it's like a lot of hard work to have to play basketball like day in and day out it's hard on your body there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with money that people people really desire to have a lot of money but with a lot of money comes a lot of responsibility you change your tax bracket you know they say more money more money more problems i don't really subscribe to that i say more money you have to be more strategical about how you are uh, being responsible about it and so sometimes people don't want to do that they would be rather you know live at a certain type of income and if it's fame that you're wanting like Kenya was saying like becoming a a part of you know like a team or coaching or running for city council or you know even volunteering and you know doing other stuff where people see you you'll get the same thing and you might even enjoy it better but yeah I think trying to find an equivalent to it it's not saying that I'm giving up on my dream it's saying I have to be, I have to be really myself, but a lot of times people don't want to do that because being realistic with yourself is just, it's, it's attached with a lot of fear. So I think maybe next time you could talk about maybe fear. Yeah. Time travel. Fear, fear is a huge part of it. And you know, and yes, what you said about being realistic, because if being realistic is the fuel of a quantum equivalizer. Okay, you being realistic, you need to run heavy on that energy of looking at the world and realizing, yo, because a lot of the stuff that we use is different kinds of fantasies. You don't actually know what would happen if you made this decision or that decision or if this happened or that happened. What you do is you create a fantasy and the root of that fantasy, just like any of these crazy movies, Harry Potter, all that stuff that people run into to 
because it's a safer place for their thoughts, our fantasies about how things would have turned out are actually just as fictional and fake, but they give us this place to put our thoughts that they can run around in these things. And realism is such a beautiful way of you getting back into the present. All right, you guys, thank you so much. This was a mind-blowing, mind-blowing. I can't believe he, Danielle jumped in the lab with me. This time I felt like we were both wearing our lab coats. We both had our chemistry beakers out. I, I said, hey, pass me the hydrochloric acid. She was like, all right. And we literally came up with some real quantum technologies um, that are going to help 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 out the whole history of, of time travel education. So thank you guys for listening to another fun time travel podcast with me on Kenyo HQ. And um, I'll probably do another one because I seem to not be able to stop and it's an area that I like talking about. And like Danielle said, there's the whole topic of fear in time travel. So I have I have more topics. How can I stop now when I have more topics? Alright, catch you guys. Oh, um if you listen to this, Danny, where can they find you? Since you're a guest, I forgot guests get to shout themselves out. Yeah, so if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Vic. That's D A N N Y V I C. And that's the same for Twitter. Catch our other podcasts that we have. Well, I'm a guest on this one, but we do have a podcast together. Yeah, we do. Uh, called Hashtag Goals. And I'm working on another podcast, so look out for that. But yeah, Danny Vic is the handle for most things, and Danielle Victoria on Facebook. Bye, guys. This is Kenyo HQ.